What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to our second episode of the Deal Spotlight, where we're going to cover a, a deal that just recently happened, actually. Crown Quest and Oxy. Oxy goes ahead and, and, and swoops up what was people are considering one of the last big, big dominoes to fall in this entire M&A consolidation. The other one obviously being Endeavor, which I assume we'll end up covering here. Uh, whenever they sell, we'll cover it on. But really wanted to look at this deal from a couple perspectives. One of the fact is that it's it's a private or a public buying a private, which introduces a bunch of different interesting things. But it also forces us to ask a bunch of different questions. Specifically, did Oxy overpay? And that's, I mean, Stu, I, I don't know what you've been hearing on the street, but I've been hearing from people I know, industry right. contacts, aka people you just you, you just know in the business. Everyone, the sentiment around there is, whew, Oxy overpaid a little bit. And you know, I, do, I don't know, Michael. And at the end of this, as we go through this, I th I want to put my final verdict in there. Yeah, and and, and this will be a this will be a fun one to dive into, guys. As always, we appreciate uh, the sponsors of this segment, Combo Curve and Wealth Database, for providing us the tools to be able to make this analysis. We highly recommend you guys go check them out. Um, it's WealthDatabase.com, ComboCurve.com. You can also see everything in the description below here. Um, we're gonna have a, a little open source GitHub file that we where you can see all the files that we are about to create. So to make sure that you guys can can follow along and and do the do the diligence with us, as we like to say. So. Uh, super excited for this one. Let's go ahead and begin, Stu. So this is going to be a little bit different than than episode one, Stu, because the focus of this is a little bit more financial than it really is uh, focused on the type curve. I mean, obviously, we're going to have to get in here and build a type curve, but but the crux of of how we have to answer the question of did Oxy is this a good or bad deal, or did Oxy overpay, or did they underpay? Did Groundquest get a great deal? Whatever that answer is, when we go to look at kind of evaluate this deal from a whole, we have to answer two specific questions. One. How much did they pay per location? That number is going to drive the answer to the question. Why is that? If you pay too much for undeveloped locations, you will never, unfortunately, be able to roll the deal over and make enough money on it. I mean, you can see that. I, I've seen that in my career over and over and over, not on the scale maybe such as this, and, and maybe this isn't necessarily the concern, but that's what we need to figure out. What's the PDP? Strip that away from from the, the development of the availability develop of development, and then figure out what did they pay per location, figure out what locations are worth, and then see if subtracting that amount per location still makes economic sense. Because they make some pretty intense claims in here, which we'll go through. But on the other right. hand, and something that I know you've been talking about, Stu, is what, what are interesting about these public deals is there's all this other stuff that around with it, with the carbon management um, and, and and some of the water stuff that we'll talk about. So we're going to have right. to, we unfortunately have to keep, that, unfortunately, because it's not fun for me, I like the finances part of it. We have to keep that in mind when it comes to evaluating this deal. And does that then close what is, you know, I said this in the in the in the, in the intro, Stu. The, the word on the street is they overpaid for this asset in terms of oxy overpaid for. I mean, you talk to any right. one of my buddies, you talk to people who I know in the business. There's just a sense of ah, they really overpaid for this one. Well, why is that? 
and why is there a premium on the things that specific I think you bring up so that's kind of the overview here we're not going to go too long 15-20 minutes um, keep it a little short this time but super excited about this one but the first thing we need to do um, is dive in and, and and learn a little bit about the deal so um, I've basically you, you'll see this spreadsheet we'll release this um, and, and all of these notes um, kind of a little open source model we'll do so you can check that out we'll probably host that on GitHub just to make ourselves feel cooler than that but really we went ahead and found the press release which you can find on the world's greatest website energynewsbeat.com um, maintained by yours truly Stuart Turley um we go ahead and pulled out kind of what I would consider are the transaction details that we care about. The breakdown of the cash, equity, and assumed debt. So we hear the number $12 billion. It's really... 10.8 billion because that's the cash and equity that they're selling. They're assuming 1.2 billion of debt, which is pretty good considering how big CrownQuest is too. It's actually right. amazing they only have 1.2 billion of debt. There's an ownership structure here that's actually a a partnership between the Dunn family who owned some previous assets and Lime Rock Private Equity. Um, I think they're called Lime Rock Resources, whatever. It's about a 60-40 split. That actually doesn't matter in this overview that we're about to do, but I think right. it's helpful to kind of understand the split that they are technically, you know, private equity backed company. So they're obviously going to come in there and make sure they squeeze as much value in a transaction as possible. Um, interesting. You got an average net uh, working interest of 93%, which is really good. 79%. Also very little non-op, which makes this deal a lot easier to evaluate if only because we don't have to worry about the non-ops hard to figure out what a private company owns because remember CrownQuest is private so the, the 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 part about evaluating this deal is oxy has a lot of information available because they're public they're required to it thank right. goodness the sec forces people you know we're about to you know forces people to uh um share this type of information so it allows us to get this crown quiz is a little more i don't want to say a black box but we're gonna to have to rely on our friends at well database and combo curve to get us that pdp value which is then going to help us build what probably will be a wolf camp type curve similar to what we did in episode one you know i know if we're we're gonna dive in right now and start looking at a little bit um of their uh assets a lot of spray berry but um why do that Stu? What's your what was your initial thoughts on this deal as it happened? I mean, we're about week week and a half away. What what were your thoughts on this? Well, there's a couple things. Uh, first, it, uh, it was announced on their press release on the tenth, and then on the let me look here on Newsbeat, it was the fourteenth. Warren Buffett bought an extra five hundred ninety million dollars worth of That's Occidental. Right. Um, and here's where it triggered me. I went on to well database and looked at Occidental's, uh, carbon injection wells. <laughs> and so if you search by oxy and then search by their wells, uh, just go up to, uh, that and you, all of their wells right now. Let me find their, uh, I got to search. Where's my, op and then it gives you an option of uh, type of well, I'll make a project yeah. for us, but go ahead. Okay. And they had six. Uh, injection wells on the coast that were there. However, when I saw the thread going on, the thread that I that brought up to me, Michael, is I still am doing some more research on this, and I don't have access to Combo Carbon to double check. But mm. you take a look at Well Database, they're starting to pull in the well injection for the part that Warren Buffett's really interested in because of the carbon tax credits that may be coming around. 
uh, you may be seeing all these other things. That is something I'm trying to dig in on this deal and find out uh, second order effects of this investment. Does that make sense? Yep. And I think the other the other part that we have to, you know, the, the, the other side of the deal is what does the combination of Oxy and Crown Quest look like on a go forward basis? I think that's right. the other that's the other probably part of the deal that, you know, people would say, well, okay, great. Maybe they overpaid a little bit for Crown Quest, but now this gives them access. They don't have to do anything for a while. We, or look at look at the, the the value creation for the shareholders. If we if we go look at the transcript, we pulled the transcripts, Stu. What is what's Vicky saying? I mean, here we'll go we'll go pull the slides here, Stu. You can see them on yep. on right now. What do they say? Value drivers, emphasis on free cash flow generation, high margin current production. They're going to increase their um, dividend somewhere. We go financial details um, right here. Their quarterly yep. dividends increasing to four to uh, twenty two. It's a huge yep. increase, but that's beginning that in huge. February twenty twenty. So they're really relying on that free cash flow they hope's coming from Crown Quest, which we'll figure out. So that's why figuring out what Crown Quest, their PDP is worth, is wildly helpful. So let's go back to our friends over at Well Database. Now you said, so here's here's Crown Quest overview. I mean, if there's one thing to say, Stu, it, they're consolidated. If you look at this, they're in right. one area. I mean, they're, they, they've got a few stragglers up here, but everyone's got a little bit of that. They have a and, really nice consolidated position. And from a uh, management uh, side on the EMP, that's a cost savings for their oil field service oh and anything they need to do. It is cost savings, dude. Here's their, uh, where's the acreage overview? Right here. So look at the acreage. So first off, look at the blue's oxy. So you you got this picture right here. Wow. The blue is oxy. They have to make a cutout to overlay Crown Quest assets <laughs> over. I mean, that goes to show this image, in my opinion, right here, tells you everything you need to know about what Oxy thinks of its own assets. Or they don't have locations to go drill themselves that they feel are cheaper than the crown quest ones i mean again we're going to answer the question it's just pretty pretty funny it it is there's a lot of things to this deal yeah, there's a lot of things. Is in Crown Quest is a blip on the radar when it comes to Oxy's footprint in the Permian. So, the, the these better be prime assets. I'll tell you that, Stu. These better be some prime assets. Every, you know, our our theory after the three years of working together, Michael, uh, good numbers equals good management. And uh, I've seen some good things from Crown, even though they're private. We have not seen the the uh, numbers totally. If that makes sense, we're only one looking out in. Yep. No, we are. Uh, we're looking. Um, <laughs> we're looking indeed. All right, we're exporting here, folks. That means we get to go over to our favorite app, um, Combo Curve, um, from when it comes to economics and load it up. This is when Stu. I need you to talk a little bit about. Um, this carbon capture stuff and how you see this being valued because that's going to be a huge part of what Oxy sees as the valuation here. I just need to get a forecast put together and get it into a scenario. We saw how to do that last time. You can follow along on the screen, but really, Stu, I want you to take over and talk for a bit. Well, here's the deal. Um, the model for ESG investing has hit a brick wall. It's kind of like um, now when you take a look at Occidental, you take a look at it is going ESG, but it's going through the carbon capture, carbon taxes, 
and being forced to a carbon footprint uh, tracking is critical. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the move to, you know, with comp, so the whole thread, Michael, ESG investing is failing. Black, uh, uh, Black Rock has lost over $5 billion in the ESG funds. There's more ESG funds failing. Investors need their money back. It's now not a transit. It's not a kill oil and gas. It's a transition uh, at the best economical time. And uh, I think on uh, Carrie's private plane and Al Gore, you could hear them decompressing uh, very badly in their airplane on the way back. Um, anyway, so you've got your ESG investing, you've got your carbon capture, you got your carbon tax, and Oxy is set up. And I think war- this is what Warren Buffett is really looking at is where does Oxy make profit? Uh-huh. You know, he's in about all profit. So I, I, I'm still working on this aspect of it. I'd love to get Vicky on and talk about it. <laughs> Would you? Oh, absolutely. I'd, I'd fly to her headquarters since we know that Warren Buffett's plane knows where that is. Yeah, that was a good, uh, <laughs> a good catch by one of our favorite Twitter follows. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the next thing I want to ask then, I guess, is what differentiates Oxy from, you know, these other big oil companies, I guess? Well, you know, uh, that's a great question. Uh, During the, as we were talking about the other ESG issues, you take a look at uh, Total Energy, as we say in Texas, Um, you take a look at BP and Shell. They all went green and they were trying to get rid of oil and gas. We've seen them with the death of ESG investing coming around the corner that they're having to go back to profits. This was solidified with the head of uh, OPEC saying, don't agree to any uh, killing of uh, fossil fuels because we're going to pay for the energy transition with our oil and gas. The Oxy, and then you take a look at Exxon, uh, you take a look at Oxy, they took a more balanced approach appropriately in our uh, main oil and gas mm-hmm. uh, companies. It was a balanced approach to uh, ESG, and I liked it because they're now really looking at funding uh, their ESG product projects with things like the carbon capture, uh, the carbon injection wells. Oxy's ahead of the curve on that, especially because they're going to be make, making money on the what I consider almost a scam, and that is the carbon credits. Hey, it's a way for them to make money. It, and it, I think Warren Buffett is on it. No. Okay. So there are a couple of things there. So you think Warren Buffett is ahead of the curve. I right. think he's he understand I, I actually would counter that and to say I think he's of the mindset that things are gonna revert back to oil and gas and I need to get in bed with one with with a company and this is a company that's allowing me to do it and giving me but, a big seat at the table. And as you mentioned, they can they, they're in the category of big oil. So I feel like you know, remember he was uh Solomon right. Brothers. He was the CEO for the, of Solomon Brothers for many years during but, that time period when they were going under and He's very yep. familiar with the, as you mentioned, the big, big, big stuff. Oh, yeah. But the thread is Oxy, ESG, 
carbon capture. Exxon, ESG, and they're looking at other things like geothermal, and they're putting in, they're pulling out lithium out of Arkansas that they just did. So both of them are looking at funding just like Saudi Arabia, energy transition using their core products. So both of those guys are doing exactly this, that they're, they're following the Saudi Arabia management Makes sense. Yep. And while this these forecasts are loading here, I think it's going to be helpful um, to I, I want to talk real quickly about how we're going to go evaluate some of the puds because that's kind of the next okay, thing cool. we're going to do in in concert with this is is really as, as you notice they're, they're they're touting you know if you go to the slide this is the slide deck that we've got available um in the show notes you've got clear fork all the way through the Woodford. Okay, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, forty, fifty, sixteen different target benches they claim they have. Right. Only CrownQuest and Oxy know what the split of those seventeen hundred locations are. Right. Only but them. when we looked at Well Database, it had some good stuff, dude. It did, and that's you know, we've got our forecast done here. That's awesome. What you'll notice is I love to make I love to go look at the completions tab and kind of the breakdown. They're a heavy sprayberry uh, player. Now, the interesting part is their wolf camp wells, which have they've drilled more recently, have also come in with a average higher uh, average higher IP. And I just don't know right there, right. which is super interesting. But they a lot of sprayberry, okay? A lot of sprayberry wells. So what we should probably do is get both a sprayberry and a wolf camp type curve put together. And then right. that combination will guide us to some insights on, okay, what is that per location cost? But we've got our data here run. One of the things I like to do, Stu, is uh, you, you can run a diagnostics. So I mean, it, for, for us, it's really hard, Stu. You've got how many wells here? 1,200 wells, I think, are in this yep. forecast that were active wells. Right. We can't look at every single forecast. I can't tell you if every single forecast is good or bad, but what the diagnostics can do is is do a lot of the hard work for you and consolidate the data into a way that allows you to see outliers very quickly. And it's running right now. Probably will take a little bit. We're at 88%. We got to love the speed of the cloud, folks. 96%. Oh, yeah. Whoop, whoop. Plus, I like your new workstation. I don't think there's anything to do with the workstation, but the new workstation is oh, really but you're, nice. You're, you're a freak. And I, so, here I we probably, go. so right here. I keep so up now with what you. this is showing us is all of the different wells layered into a percentile. Okay? And one of right. the things I like to do, you come here, you have all your different variables that you can look at. My favorite, because I just want to look at, I'm looking at how far off, was absolute error. And now what I can do is start looking at, okay, I have this group of wells here. I need to probably go look at these wells and figure out what's going on with these. Maybe the auto forecast messed up. Maybe there's some weird recompletions that need to happen. But most of our wells fall within that nice 0% quartile. I like you've got the, you know, the absolute rel relative error distribution right here. Um, right. I like to look at it like buckles. I mean, we're under a, you know, really the majority, that's a really good bell curve, as I would say, for a distribution, right. which means we've got pretty good forecasts for all these wells. We could go in, 
hopefully Oxy did this, was going and looked at each well and just boom, 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 click through. Hopefully they didn't just, you know, run it willy-nilly like we are. But this is a good way, and, and I love the diagnostics view in, in, in Combo Curve that gives you an idea of how are my wells spread out amongst each other and do I have a really large variability, you know, Stu, so you'd say, I actually have a pretty, it's a pretty tight variability. I actually feel very comfortable with the way, with the wells these come in. I mean, if you were to see this distribution skewed more this way, what would that tell you? They suck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, so I, I want to, while we build this scenario, Stu, again, it's, it's, it's going to be fairly cookie cutter here. We, we know what we need to do. Um, what else, you know, when you, th- when you're thinking about, Oxy's the the carbon capture credit system and, and and where Oxy wants to go with all of this stuff. Do do you see them trying? Do you you don't see them doing a hard pivot, do you? No, uh, I see them. Uh, I mean, take a look at Elon. Why was the EV so successful at Tesla, selling offset car, uh, credits? And so when you take a look, that's just pure gravy. And that's what Oxy is able to do is pure gravy. Absolute pure gravy. So we're just adding in and the wells here. Subs- and subsidized option. by the government. <laughs> Look what we can do, folks. We can go, and What's this that? is another uh, interesting thing about Combo Curve that I really like. We can go into other projects, a.k.a. the Matador project that we did, and go get the same well headers so we don't have to worry about doing oh, it again. Cool. Sweet. I like not wasting time. Now we go Jan 2024. We love that. We can save as. We'll go ahead and use that model. Um, yeah, it's just now we got to get our uh, our reserves in here. We know all of these are PDP, so we'll make our PDP model. We'll save as. We'll use. We know our ownership from our little handy-dandy spreadsheet here was 93 and 79. 93%. 79%. There's a slicker way to do all this, I'm sure. Not really. This is about as slick as it gets, Stu. It's about as slick as it gets. Oh, sorry. Nine. And we're just going to assume a 75% leasehold. We'll go ahead okay. and uh, save as. We'll use that model. Dates. When uh, The effective date on this... You know when that is, Stu? When was that effective date? I think it's February. Well, the press announce was uh, the 10th, so I don't know. I have to go look. Let me go look. I think it's February, right? It's when this closes. Let's look. Because that's yeah, key. We just want to make sure we get the right close date. See when this actually closes. Financial Transaction. Overview. Transaction. Transaction. I think it closes in... You can just throw a February in there because I believe I you're February's right. February's the move. I think February's the move. Right. Yeah, we'll do February. We'll go hit February here. So I should really go change that. So we'll make this two. Make this two. Luckily, we have no CapEx. Max come. Well, we're going to go. Yeah, max come cash flow. We'll call this Feb 2024. Save as. We're going to go ahead and use that model. We've got no CapEx. We're going to go ahead and get the latest strip price. This will be interesting to see what they got that strip price at. Oh, yeah. I love that feature when you can go in and just get strip price. It's just easy. And I like their advanced view much better. We got the full stream. We got the NGLs. They're not really rocking any NGLs. We're not going to say it. We're not going to go ahead and and, then worry about NGLs. Um, 
So you could if you wanted to, but we're not. Uh, we'll do some, We'll add some differentials in here. Um, you know, my guarantee is they're gonna is they're probably getting a they're probably getting a nine they're probably getting a ninety eight percent diff. And then on gas, my guess is they're getting a um, base price remaining. My guess is they're gonna get a sixty five percent differential. It's just what Waha. It's was just just it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yep. It's the way it is. It's the way it is, folks. Um, gas differentials right now in the Permian are, are not good. So uh, no. it's good luck to anyone trying right to drool for gas. Have fun. Yeah, it's part of the dog, as my granddad would say. Expenses, I like to go. Let's see if we can go grab. Well, that's an Eddie expense, expense model. We won't use the one from last. All right, well, we'll go ahead and add, add in a price model here. I'm going to do a base flat rate of about 10000 a month. That's going to cover pumper and electric costs. Um, what I also am going to do here is add in um, a variable cost. Um, oh, excuse me. We're going to call We're going to do this. Uh, Period oil, um, other percentage. What, 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 dollar per barrel. Perfect. This is not dollar per barrel. We need to make this fixed. Excuse me. Um, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Fixed expense. Perfect. 10 a month. And this has to be deleted. Um, yeah, at the time we're filming this, it uh, looks like the futures are rolling in around the 71.78 for WTI. Uh, really? Seven, yeah, 76.22 for Brent. And that gas is 2.48. Whew, that strip, what's the strip price? Look, what's the forward curve look like? I don't know. Let me go up. 55 cents. And we're probably going to assume that they have disposal. So just to kind of walk you through what I got, what I did here, we've got fixed expenses of about ten thousand dollars a month. That's going to, you know, it's going to be high. It's going to be low for new wells that just turned on. It's going to be high for uh, wells that are already producing. But we're going to get it added on a dollar fifty a barrel just for other charges um, that that may occur. We've got a gas maintenance or we've got a gas processing fee of about fifty five percent or fifty five MCF. That's just normal maintenance on gas wells. They're going to be a little bit cheaper. So. They're not really prime, drilling for primary gas, so we got to add a little bit in there. But uh, I, I like to just have a little buffer in there, and then water disposal about fifty cents a barrel. You know, one of the things they they mention really heavily is uh, the the water infrastructure. Um, I forget where they had it in here. Um, they had water in here somewhere, but basically it was their water disposal was like 400. I, here we go. 55 miles of freshwater pipelines, uh, 473,000 barrel water disposal facility for recycling facilities. So they're going to have plenty of disposal. I'm not worried. Um, uh, about disposal. If, if we were, we, that'd be about $3 a barrel. So that'd Hmm. be, uh, would be, uh, be a bit much. It'd be a bit much. Conveniently, they're mostly in Texas, so we can just go ahead and just apply a Texas uh, Texas taxes. Save as. Use the model. And I think we are good to go. We have everything that we need outside of applying the forecast, which we ran. Perfect. 
43 okay so we've got a few of them that didn't exist in the forecast but that's okay um we'll still be able to run those are just again those are wells that you're gonna have to dive into but what we're again attempting to do is get a cursor overview of again is this a good or bad deal so we're gonna run this scenario we're gonna see what happens all right Stu. we're we've got this run now um it's some big wells Stu. it's some big wells eight million barrels gross oil Yikes. Wow. Absolutely insane. Now, I mean, that's just a, that's a scam, but let's go ahead and uh, pull up the scam, not a scam, but that's over the life of the well. I mean, that's, those are, those are outliers. Like we're going to, we'd have to go clean those up a little bit. Good. But let's see what the PDP is. Cause remember we got to get back. Let's get back. We got to get back on track here. We got to get this PDP value. So we've got, we've got it loading here. They're building. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. We want aggregate. I'm an idiot. We are getting the well by well. That might take a bit. Ooh. We want the aggregate. Aggregate. Here we go. Cash flow aggregate. And the answer is on a discounted basis, $2.77 billion. Okay. Look how quick that was, folks. Look how quick that was. And guess what? What I've been seeing, everyone's saying it's about $2.5 billion for the PDP. So you can see. Say the number again. What's up? Say the number again. $2.77 billion. You writing that into our little spreadsheet here? Uh, No, I'm not, but go ahead and. One, two, three, one, two, three. Love it, Stu. So right now we're sitting here at two point seven billion for the total. Okay. What was everybody saying it was? Two point five billion for the PDP. That tells you nice. how close combo curve gets you. And not close combo curve gets you, but how quickly using a tool like combo curve can get you to that answer. It's been about twenty five right. minutes, maybe even ten minutes, and we've been able to use well database and combo curve to get a two point seven seven billion dollar PDP when if you just do hundred and seventy thousand barrels and do the industry standard twenty five, thirty thousand per flowing BOE, that gets you two and a half billion, the number that people have been saying. So there's a reason these tools are powerful, folks. There's a reason why you gotta use right. tools. So now we know what the if base. You want to make a decision you got to have the data you got to have the data if you're going to make a decision absolutely so now what we get to do is go ahead and build our little wolf camp and sprayberry type curve all right so let's go build our sprayberry type curve here so a couple things we need to do we need to go build sprayberry but one of the things you got to you got to you got to uh be careful of folks um is the fact that only you got to have less than 500 wells in, in, in your type curve format, which is fine. So we just need to make sure we filter down to certain wells. We're going to do two things. Target formation, we're just going to go get all of our sprayberry wells, okay? Then what we're going to do is we're also going to find lateral length. We're going to go find perf lateral length, okay? And we're going to only do wells 6,000 to 9,000. And that's going to filter us down to about 109 wells. That's going to be perfect for kind of our sprayberry look, okay? Apply, create, and now we've got ourselves kind of a, a, a tight sprayberry ring right here, which, which we like. And we see that nice um, distance right here. We'll probably go for a, a two-mile lateral or 7,500 feet is what we'll normalize to. Okay, so you okay. see there's some bangers here, Stu. But first thing I like to do is look at our ER distribution. And you got to clean this up. There's no way I believe that there's a three. That would be the best well. in the. That would be the best 
literally the best well to ever been drilled on shore. Not happening. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and exclude that. You think that's a little anomaly? Is I that do. what you're saying? Well, we're going to take the we're going to take the same amount on the bottom and exclude those as well. Again, okay. Trimming that top and that top percent and bottom percent is going to give us a little bit more of an accurate view. Okay, and now we've got uh, a bunch of stuff right here. We've got our average. We've got P50. We've got all that stuff. So now we're going to go cool. back to our normalization. We're going to go ahead and do a one to one fit. Okay. Just gonna make nice. Sure, just gonna make sure, and we're gonna target this at 7,500 foot lateral. It's already at 7,600, but we want to target 7,500. We're gonna copy all those phases to the setting, and we're gonna go ahead and normalize. What's that gonna do? That's gonna hopefully give us a much more even distribution, um, and normalize to a 7,500 foot lateral. Okay. So now what yep. we're gonna do is we're gonna come over to our fit. And we're going to probably do incline. You know, you could go, again, we could mess around with a lot of these settings. The, 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 but, but at some point, what combo curve is doing is fitting the best settings to the curves. So the more you constrict the settings, the less you allow the beauty of the software to work, which is I want the software to test multiple different B factors and tell me what that could or could not look like. You know what I mean? I yep. don't necessarily need this um, to do this. So um, I don't necessarily need to constrict it that much so here we go um you can see the type curves here you know we've got a, a p10 great wells yeah your p50 uh your p90 um everything you're gonna need it's an interesting it's an interesting split here Stu. these sprayberry wells they come on strong they come on really strong but then then it seems like it seems like they chill out a little bit define chill for our podcast listeners I mean, a, a two hundred thousand barrel EUR is not that not that sweet. Um, for a for a two hundred two hundred thousand barrel EUR, it's not that sweet. Now the problem is these wells massively decline. Okay, and you can see that you know they've got a, they've got wells below it, they've got wells above it. Decent type curve. So there's three different fits we've got: P10, P50, P90. Those are the traditional ones that people are aware of. If you've taken statistics or if you've kind of you know been in the oil and gas business, you've heard people talk about the different. Oh, we hit the P10, we hit the P50, we hit the P90. This specifically also gives us a fourth one in the best fit, which is kind of an what what would be a a fourth way to view the type curve. And again, all the type curve is, is an aggregation of wells. You know, there's, there's a lot of science and a lot of reservoir engineering that goes into doing things like this, calculating exactly what your reserves are. It's not just let's pencil whip this in, 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 into a, into a software that gives us, but it gives us a good idea of the overview of the, of it's just, if we were to go drill any spray barrier location, this distribution gives us a good idea of where that number might fall. We can't just be throwing darts at a wall. We got to constrain ourselves one way or the other and also give the reservoir team or people who are doing more volumetric analysis an idea of maybe where those bands are. Cause maybe they're going to be able to tell you something about, we feel like because of our knowledge of the reservoir, we're only going to be able to hit that P10 zone, you know? I find it interesting. We go back to uh, um, this uh, Occidental um, PowerPoint here. They went ahead and talked specifically about the fact that the Barnett Shale... Let's go ahead and find it here. They talked specifically about... And I think it was in... Actually, I think it was in... Um, 
in the press release here, Stu. Um, they mentioned something right here. Added positions enables Occidental to build its deep horizontal Barnett well uh, well leadership. Okay, so go right. back. Let's go back to our thing here. Barnett deep deep horizon right here. Super deep. Okay, we're we're talking about Upper Sprayberry and Wolf Camp right here. They're talking about ooh, we also get this Barnett stuff. But look at this. Added per, uh, position enables Oxy to build up its deep horizontal Barnett well performance leadership in which new well production was 34% better than base and average. What does that mean? They feel like they have a strategic advantage and will only drill good Barnett wells. Says every other oil and gas company, we only drill good wells because why would you drill bad wells? That's the funny part. But, I always like to think. But you know, stats, hey, uh, good management, good numbers. And if you got a trend... Trends matter. So, and they, there's something they feel like. So maybe that's where a, res, a reservoir engineer would come in and say, oh, we feel like we can absolutely hit this. All right. So let's go ahead and do the same thing for the Wolf Camp Wells. Um, and then we'll go ahead and figure out what we think they're worth. Wolf Camp type curve. So is there anything else, Stu, on this, on this deal that, that, that we need to, that we need to hit? I think we're good because after we do this, I'm going to take your project and well database project and I need to go uh, when I'm sitting down on the couch watching something silly, um, kind of work through the numbers and stuff will hit me. Yep. If that makes sense. So first thing I'm going to do is we're going to, again, we're going to clean this a little bit because there's no way, there's no way we're getting this type of, you know, I mean. We're going to have to clean this a little bit, but we got to love it. So let's go ahead and do this. We're going to go ahead and exclude the top band. Go ahead. Yeah, you got some lone hangers out there. Oh, yeah. We got to get rid of the, the, the low-hanging fruit, as we like to say. Oops, I didn't get Or the, the hanging chads, right? <laughs> the hanging chads. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, it's hanging chad. Absolutely. All right. So now... Now we're looking good, Stu. Now we're looking good. Let's go to our normalization. It's interesting here. They don't have. They've. They've. They. They. They've really only. Um, we're not going to do any normalization because it feels like we've got a little bit of a, a data squabble here. But we're going to go ahead and say most. Yeah, I was going to say that. See, they're drilling ten thousand feet here. They're drilling ten thousand feet. So we're going to go back over here to our fit. We're going to just assume that, that that we like what combo curve is telling us, and we're going to run this and let's see what we get here um, for our type curve. Boom. I like it. And they're they're all recent. You know, we could we we could have we should have skimmed these a little bit. You can see some of these wells in here we've skimmed out. Here we go. Look at this. Now we're looking at about four hundred thousand barrels. Yeah. Pretty good for a you know, you're talking a, a, a two mile wolf camp. It's not horrible. It's not horrible. No. Wow. So now what we do is we to come in here, we go to our project wells. Let's go ahead and create some wells here. We gotta create uh um, Crown Quest Puds, and we'll just call this. Uh, eh, we'll do this here. Spray Berry. We're gonna create two wells. I'll just change the name on the second one, so we only have to go through this once. So we'll go next, create. We now gotta go. Let's go find those wells. We want to take one of these. We want to go view that well. We're gonna call this bad boy Wolf Camp. Save. View the well. It's like my name's to look good. 
Now we're going to come back to here. We're going to create a new project, create forecast. We're going to call it um, PUDS. Filter these wells, well name, crown quest. Perfect. Apply. Create. And we just got to apply some type curves here, Stu. Apply some type curves. Again, we'll make it effective February 1. Um, wait. No type curves. Do we not save them? It's possible. I've done that before. I've done that before. Yeah, we didn't save our type curves, Mike. Yikes. Hey, Mike. You need to save your uh, type curves. Save the type curves. Yeah. Safety tip. <laughs> yeah. Safety tip. <laughs> save the type curves. So we'll get the Wolf Camp one. Yeah, Ed. Yeah, Ed Davidson on LinkedIn is an absolute hoot for safety tips. This won't make that cut, but it's pretty funny. So now we got it saved. Successfully saved the fits. We'll go back here. Let's get our sprayberry saved. Do, 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 do. You know what the difference between a near miss on a well and a near miss here? It's a millions near of miss, dollars. Uh, well, a head. Uh, Near miss on a well could be losing your head when the wrench falls off the top of the you know the the deck and uh, here it's like oh we had a near miss let me click the mouse again yep <laughs> absolutely save the fits all right now where were we where were we we're gonna February. take the best fit what are we, which well we were doing first the sprayberry yep. I wonder who names these things. Sprayberry's a formation. I mean, it's been around. I mean, you 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 missed the you missed the trend on that one. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't hurt to ask. Say it's kind of like you know a famous author saying something really brilliant. Who names these things? Uh, it's a good question. It's a good question. So now we've got our type curves, folks. Now what we're going to be able to do is just go back into here to be able to make our headers yeah. i like to do reserves it's a good thing i'm not naming any formations in the geological structure i'd be coming up with scooby-doos or shaggies or you would or yeah, yeah you would have some weird names we yes I would. two wells to this scenario folks and these are going to be we'll get them named differently but we're going to go ahead and uh Add a reserves category. These are proved, non-producing, or, or I should say, undeveloped, non-producing. Use model, ownership and reversion. We've got this. The beautiful part is, Stu, we just got all of these nice, nice, nice models, okay? CapEx. Yep. Aha. Now this um, is where we've got to add a little bit of CapEx in there. So... This is where, it, in my opinion, it all comes down to what your drilling team um, um, can do. I'm going to go ahead and assume a two-mile spray bear or two-mile lateral. We have to differentiate between the sprayberry and um, we're going to have to differentiate between the sprayberry and the wolf camp because sprayberry is on top. We go back to our 
our, our type curve here, again, it's a little bit cheaper to drill a spray berry than it is a wolf camp. So we're going to go ahead and say a, a, a two-mile wolf camp is going to run you eight and a half million, okay? And we'll call this the spray berry. Why eight and a half million? Uh, I just conveniently, I've got a little bit of a... Uh, um, and we'll go ahead and use this for, for both of them. We got to pop out of here. So wolf camps on top. Yeah, we'll go ahead and one of the things we like to do pin to the left, just so you always know. Or wolf camps on the bottom, so we need to come in here. Uh, excuse me, this should be wolf camp. Wolf camp's going to be probably, eh, wolf camp's going to, we'll, we'll do a, hold on, delete. You delete this row. Um, I need to completely do another one. Wolf camp probably be nine two five zero million. Okay, and we'll call this Wolf Camp nine point two five million. Okay, why is that? Well, conveniently, I've just worked spray bearing wolf camp horizontals recently i tell you pricing very very close to to what's going on in the field right now well the the, the problem is water's going to cost you a, a boatload now we're lumping everything in to that those capex numbers okay so don't don't uh don't shoot me here um don't shoot me here but you know water's expensive people don't take into account the fact that you got to find a lot of water now we've got a recycling facility you're going to tell me crown quest is recycling all the water great 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 still going to cost you a decent load we're going to go ahead and load in those differentials we don't have the stream properties we're going to go ahead and uh, um take this model this model is going to underestimate a little bit so that's probably one of the things we might need to go back and and worry about um but i think we've got everything right here um loaded up stream properties forecast nope we got to get the forecasts Puds, perfect. All right, so in three, two, Sprayberry. Yikes, Sprayberry location worth two point two million. What's a Wolf Camp worth? Woo. Wolf Camp four point five million. Okay, so now we've got all the Whoa. numbers that we need to come <laughs> back in here and make our make our assumption here. Okay, so well, we've got. Let me, let me throw this in here okay. while you're doing that. Wolf Camp is one tiny sliver, as we technically say, and then Sprayberry is a gigantic sliver of the pie. But the money you just mentioned, those are big well differences. So what did I just do here? I took the puds. So we've yep. got four and a half million, 10% discounted cash flow for the Wolf Camp. Right. 2.2. What's... You know, let's just assume they're drilling more Wolf Camp than they're drilling Sprayberry. Right. Four and a half million dollars. I should change this to a five. Gets us relatively close to the 10 point. What is it? Eight billion dollars. It's an 800 yeah. million dollar difference. That's not bad, dude. So we've got you've got cash plus equity. For oxy equals the sum. You've got this. Yeah. Let's go ahead and subtract this. So you're talking, excuse me, $380 million quote-unquote overpayment based upon the quick math that we did here. 
Now, the right. question is, are they drilling Sprayberry? Because if they're drilling Sprayberry, if all these yep. locations are Sprayberry, well, we got to bring this number down to probably, what is it, three and a half to compensate? Yep. Yep. Yikes. Now you're talking about a $2 billion thing. And yep. this, Stu, is exactly where I wanted to go with this in terms of, okay, what's the value of all the other stuff they put on it? What other way, whatever way you slice it, Oxy overpaid a little bit. The question is, how much did they overpay? Right. And, and that goes back into their CCUS development and their uh, net zero carbon management because the injection wells, their machines out there, the water, there's a lot of things we have not looked at this that I'm going to have to go nose around on. Yep. I mean, from a total business model, there's a lot still left in there. And if you're only talking $350 million, I don't know that they overpaid that much. So look at this. They paid $4.7 million per location. And so again, the question is, is there enough meat on the bone for this acquisition? Unless they hit, and this is, again, what they talk about, unless they come and hit targeted divestitures, okay? What did they say yep. they're going to do? They're going to come in here, Death reduction to uh, pre-acquisition target, right? Debt reduction of closed acquisition. Aha! They want to. They want to go ahead and divest four point five of six billion assets within sixteen months of transaction Whoa. close. Where yeah. is that? The question is, what are they going to sell? Is it their Colorado asset? Interesting. I Interesting. would. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just depends. Uh, the legislation through regulatory actions in Colorado is pretty heavy. Absolutely. So that, I think that's all as, uh, what is it, uh, who would say, that's all, folks. I don't know who that is, but. That's all, folks. That would be Porky Pig. Thank you very much. I do look like Porky Pig, so. No, no, I, yeah, you. I'm the guy with a triple chin. That's okay. Point of it all is, guys, that is kind of a walkthrough of, okay, how do we figure out and and, and, and how do people come to the conclusion, eh, did Oxy overpay or not? I think the answer is simple. They overpaid a little bit. Somewhere between a little and $2 billion, which depends, but depending on who you are, that's a big difference. Yep. Now, the question is, is the value that Stu talked about worth $2 billion? That's what's, we'll never know the answer to that. We'll know in 10 well, years, maybe. I, I want to reach out to somebody at Oxy and ask him this question, because I think that they may have done a good deal. Maybe that's my, did. I'm, I'm going to stand out there and say, this is a good deal, because I, I need to do some more research on it. All right, guys, that's it. Another episode of Deal Spotlight done. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next time.